0: You're listening to Africa's Business Rockstars Podcast with Nefa Ahoy, a show that shares the stories of successful Africans in business and how they did it. It's our story told our way to inspire our people. This podcast is sponsored by IDS Consultant Ghana Limited, a company dedicated to supporting small and medium-sized enterprises with accounting and business advisory services at an affordable rate. Visit www.idsconsultantga.com to learn more. Hi there! Welcome once again to Africa's Business Rockstars. My name is Nafa, and today we have yet another interesting business tip for you. Our guest today, who's going to break down this business tip, is Ivy Ansa, the senior consultant for IDS Consulting Limited. Hello, Ivy, and welcome to Africa's Business Rockstars. Hi, Nafa. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, welcome. So you know those three alphabets, V-A-T, we all know it stands for value-added tax. But today I want you to break it down for me to understand and for our listeners to understand as well. So let's start with what exactly value-added tax is.
1: Value-added tax is a tax that is charged or paid when you buy goods or services. Usually occurs at various stages of a product life cycle. So at the manufacturing stage, at the distributor stage, important stage, and obviously like the retail stage. At every point in time, there's a tax added. And as the name specifies, there's a tax on the value add on any product. So you take a raw material, you add value to it, there's a tax to that. Okay. And only businesses that are registered to charge VAT are actually allowed to charge the tax.
0: Okay. So you talk about businesses that are registered for VAT being the ones that are eligible to charge VAT. So obviously the next question is, how do I register for VAT?
1: Okay. So to be registered for VAT, your business must be within the acceptable VAT threshold. So the government has actually set certain parameters that any business has to meet before they can qualify to be an agent and to collect tax on behalf of the government. And two of the things are, you have to have a permanent place of business And you have to deal in taxable goods. Deal in taxable goods, meaning the goods or service that you actually provide must not be exempt by the government
0: from taxes. Mm. I understand that there's a threshold that um, businesses need to meet in order to qualify to actually charge VAT or register for VAT as well. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that?
1: Okay, so Neva, basically a company needs to register for VAT if they meet the turnover threshold over a 12 month period. And they actually also deal in taxable goods and services. The threshold at the moment is 200,000 Ghana cities or more. Okay. You may also choose to register as a VAT agent if your turnover is below 200,000. However, you must stay registered as a VAT agent for at least two years. Mm. So if you opt in, you have to stay registered for at least two years, even if you do not meet. The minimum threshold of 200,000 Ghana cities in revenue a year. So, there are certain groups of people that, irrespective of the turnover that they make in a year, they need to register as a VAT agent from day one. Mm-hmm. And these people are promoters of public entertainment, auctioneers, national, regional, local, or other authorities
0: or bodies. Okay. They all need to register for VAT. All right. So you keep talking about registration, but is this process really simple?
1: I have to commend the government. The process is quite straightforward. Okay. If you understand it. And I think in our line of work, we do hear people tell us that it's not that straightforward to register for VAT. Mm -hmm. But in its simplest form, as it's meant to actually operate, it's very simple and it's very
0: straightforward. All right. So take us through this very simple, straightforward process.
1: So to register for VAT, you must obtain a taxpayer identification number. Every citizen should have one. It's compulsory. So if you don't, you should probably register for one and it's free. Every company also has a TIN number as well when you register your business. You fill a VAT registration form. You can actually get that online now. The government has introduced an online registration form so you can download the form online. You attach copies of your business registration documents. And then you submit the registration forms at the nearest domestic tax revenue division office. So once your business has been assessed, a VAT certificate will be generated and this must be clearly displayed at your place of business. You also need to buy your VAT invoice book, which is what you actually give to your customers when you've actually supplied a good or a service that has
0: been taxable. Okay, so I've understood the registration process and everything, but are there particular documents that a company needs to have to be able to register for VAT?
1: Yes, Nafaa. So the kind of document um, a company needs depends on um, the business form they selected when they registered at the Registrar General's Department. So for instance, a sole proprietor will need the certificate of business registration, a company either registered as an LLC or PLC, will need a Certificate of Incorporation and a Certificate to Commence Business. A
0: partnership will need the Certificate of Partnerships. Okay. And where does one go to register for VAT?
1: So as I said before, all registration for VAT is done at any of the branches of the Domestic Tax Revenue Division Office. And these are all scattered nationwide in different localities. Ideas Consulting Services actually has a list of all the um, various tax offices by location on our website. And you can access that at com. This way, you know, you pick the tax office that's closest to you or your business, and it makes it less of a hassle to be able to file your returns on the due date. Right. And
0: doing all of this, does it come at a cost or is it totally free?
1: Okay. So the official fees for registering for VAT is free. But obviously there are facilitation fees depending on which service provider you enroll to help you in the registration process. I will have to caveat that you do not need to enlist a service provider to do this. You can actually do it yourself. But if you do choose to work with a professional to actually get the registration done, then it does come with some additional facilitation fee depending on who you use.
0: All right, Ivy. So you've taken me through the process and then the costing and everything and Let's just say for one reason or the other, I just decide, you know what, I will not register for VAT. What is going to happen to me? In fact, will anything happen to me at all?
1: Yes, I mean, if you choose not to register for VAT, or rather I should phrase my sentence correctly, if you're supposed to register for VAT, you cannot choose not to. In fact, the commissioner can register you compulsorily. And also there are penalties for entities that should register for VAT but do not. And the penalties are up to two times the amount of VAT that should have been paid had you registered at the correct time.
0: All right, Ivy, but there are instances where there are companies that are mandated to register for VAT, but they simply haven't done that. And I don't know if the Commissioner-General knows about this, what the loopholes are, how we plan to fix this, but there are cases where these actually exist.
1: Yes, that is actually right, Nefa. We've come across several instances of this, companies that are, fully registered with Registrar General's department, they fall within the threshold and they also provide taxable goods, but they are not actually registered for VAT for one reason or the other, some of which I've stated earlier on about just people not knowing the impact of the VAT amount on their pricing, etc. Obviously, the Commissioner General is not one person, it's a whole office and they have different units within there that are supposed to ensure that companies are complying with the VAT laws, i.e. registering for VAT. In my opinion, a more efficient way of ensuring that companies are registered for VAT is to actually make the various government agencies talk to each other, like the government systems talk to each other. So a typical example would be if GRE system was linked in some way to Register General's department system, then as soon as a company is registered, automatically they would sort of fall within the remit of GRA and then sort of a registration process could start, or at least there could be a follow-up or an easier follow-up to ensure that they register. So I know that for a business operating permit, now when you register with the Registrar General, you automatically get an email telling you that you should pay your fees for a provisional business operating permit license. And so that's sort of an efficient way of ensuring that people are compliant. But yeah, I mean, they're using various creative ways to identify businesses to register for VAT. So, I mean, we just have to wait and see. They've started with business operation permit. Who knows? Maybe they're going to link their systems with Registrar General and have a bigger pool to choose from in terms of who should register and who shouldn't.
0: So I'm a law-abiding citizen. I've followed the process, registered everything, no penalties, nothing of the sort. Now, the key question is, how do I go about introducing VAT into the price of my goods?
1: Once you're registered for VAT, you must charge for every sale made or every service rendered unless the person you are selling to has VAT relief or the item or service is classified as exempt. And there should be evidence to this effect. So someone cannot just tell you, oh, I'm VAT exempt, and then you sort of take that as, you know, golden. The commissioner would have issued some form of documentation to prove that that person is exempt either, you know, perpetually or over a period. And for that reason, they do not need to pay VAT. Okay. So a VAT invoice or an approved computer generated invoice for, you know, restaurants and people that deal in high volume transactions must be issued for each transaction. The VAT invoice is the approved invoice produced by the Ghana Revenue Authority And it is the official receipt that has to be issued by the registered taxpayer for taxable sales and services. If you recall, like we meet a lot of people that demand their VAT invoice. And we'll come to that part of the conversation later, I'm sure. When you have to actually pay for your VAT and you're claiming your input VAT allowance, what you can actually use to prove that you've paid VAT on a service that was rendered to you is the VAT invoice, not just, you know, a paper-generated invoice. Mm. Either it's your comfort, your guarantee as the person that received the goods, that the, the seller of the goods will actually pay over the VAT to the government because they've issued you an approved VAT invoice. Yeah. But what are these rates, the current VAT rates? The current VAT rate is actually 12.5%. But we also have levies mm. that has to be... um added to the cost of the goods before the VAT is applied. Mm,
0: this is your um, NHIL and GET fund. This is your
1: NHIL and GET fund which are 2.5% each. Okay. So the 12.5% is your standard rate VAT. Mm. We also have the VAT flat rate um which is 3%. Mm. So the difference between the two is the VAT flat rate. It was introduced under the VAT Amendment Act um, of 2017. Okay. It allowed wholesalers or retailers of goods to account for the VAT at a flat rate of 3%. And it's calculated on the value of the taxable goods. So it does not apply to manufacturers. It does not apply to service providers mm-hmm. like, again, IDS Consulting. It does not apply to businesses dealing in the supply of power, heat, refrigeration or ventilation, um, though these are also classified as supply of goods. So a typical example of a company that would qualify for a flat rate VAT are your big supermarkets, koala, Maxmart. ShopRite, because they deal in importation and then retail of goods. They don't actually add any value to the goods that mm. they bring in. So those ones are flat rate VAT registered people. Everyone else is a standard rate. They need to charge the 12.5%. But before charging the 12.5%, they need to apply the 2.5% NHIL and the
0: 2.5% get fund. Right. Okay. So there's the standard um, VAT rate of 12.5, right? And then you have your levies and you have, you just explained to us the VAT flat rate of 3%. But I know there's also a zero rate VAT component.
1: Yes. So there's zero rate VAT, which is obviously 0%. And it just basically means those goods and services do not attract any VAT. They are mainly on exports of goods and services. And the reason for classifying exported goods and services as zero rated supplies is to encourage exports. Mm. So some examples are goods exported from Ghana by a supplier. The Customs Division of GRA must certify these that, you know, they are zero rated okay. goods and services supplied to a free zones enterprise. Goods used as supplies on ship or aircraft traveling out of Ghana mm. and uh, say a supply of services consumed outside Ghana. So the caveat here is you must report these supplies in the monthly VAT returns. So mm. just the fact that it's zero rated does not mean you sort of continue about your business and don't actually file returns. You still need to file the returns at the tax office. Mm. The GRA actually um, penalizes taxpayers for not disclosing zero rated supplies in their tax returns. So don't be a victim.
0: <laughs> OK, so just try and summarize this for me. How do I arrive at the selling price, which includes my VAT?
1: So to determine the taxable value for VAT, one has to charge the levies, so the NHIL and get fund on the sales value. And you add the levies to the sales value to arrive at the taxable value on which VAT will be charged. Mm. So if you have 1,000 CDs, you have to charge 5% of the 1,000 CDs, add it back to the 1,000 cities before you apply the 12.5%. Ah, that is how you arrive at your taxable sales price. Oh, got it, got it, got it.
0: Okay, we've also heard that a company can reduce the amount of VAT they pay on a monthly basis once they have VAT receipts for purchases that were made in that same month. What can you tell us about that?
1: So what you describe actually is what we call the import tax. Mm -hmm. Many of the things bought by registered businesses to produce their goods and services are subject to VAT. So if you think, just to give sort of a typical example, so if I'm a restaurant and I buy seafood, meat, chicken, um, if the company that I bought the goods from is VAT registered, my invoice would have um, VAT on it. Right. So I would have paid for the cost of the chicken plus the 12.5% of VAT. So what the input tax is actually saying is you can reduce your tax burden by deducting that 125 you paid, when you actually purchased your raw materials. Mm. So you deduct that from your VAT due at the end of every month. So you think about anything from your office equipment, your computers, your anything that you buy where you got a VAT receipt mm. or a VAT invoice, you can actually use that to reduce your tax liability at the end of every
0: month. Okay, you know, some clients have also asked you how they can get their final sales using a single percentage without having to go through all these calculations. So what's the answer to that?
1: Okay, so the short answer is the rate's 18.125%. I should caveat that this is just a quick math rate Mm. because... This has actually put together the levy and the standard rate VAT, Mm. but that's not actually how you file the returns. So this is a way for businesses to be able to price their goods correctly, to make sure that you're charging the right price for your goods. But on your invoice, you need to separate out the levies from the VAT amount of 12.5%.
0: So can you summarize the treatment and implication of levies and the VAT charges for us?
1: Yes. So you look at the levy as a fee. So effectively, the levy adds an additional 5% to your cost of production because input levy cannot be used to reduce output levy. It's a fee.
0: All right, Ivy. So is there a particular timeline or is VAT filing of tax returns, right? Is there, that's a set deadline by which one must ensure that that's done?
1: Yes. VAT is payable each month on the 30th or the last working day of each month. And the VAT is paid the subsequent month of doing business. So if in January, we'll be paying the VAT for businesses done in December. And it's a hard deadline. If you fail to file your VAT returns on that day, it attracts a penalty.
0: All right, Ivy. So you have actually succeeded in simplifying the VAT, understanding VAT and then the entire process behind it for myself. And I'm sure you've done the same for our listeners. Any last words for companies, individuals, Our listeners who are paying attention to this very, very, very important topic on VAT and businesses?
1: Yeah, so I think for me, I'll just conclude by saying any business owner should take some time to really understand VAT and how it affects the pricing of their goods and services. And I know a lot of people view VAT as an additional cost, which affects demand. But I think I'll just sort of quickly just say, coming up to your selling price, make sure not to include the input VAT that you paid as part of your cost of production, because that is something you can claim back. So in remaining competitive in your pricing, know that input VAT, if you're a standard rate taxpayer, should not form part of the cost of your goods, so that when you do end up applying the levy and the standard rate VAT, your pricing is not as high And then feel like you're not as competitive as the next door neighbor who may be doing the right thing. So I think just trying to understand and wrap our heads around the implications of this input VAT, output VAT, how it affects our monthly filings and all those sort of things will go a long way to improve the efficiency of our business, the efficiency of our pricing and to make sure we are charging the right amount of money for our business. Our website has a lot of resources that talks about VAT and anyone that needs guidance on how to actually price your goods from the gross amount to the net amount or from a net amount adding on VAT. They can visit the website and just sort of click on our business link and just access a lot of the resources that we put on there.
0: Thank you so much, Ivy, for breaking down VAT and businesses for us. Remember to follow our social media handles for more information at Africa Business Rockstars on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.
1: Thank you very much, nafa Bye.